The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Pretty much immediate post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's one-all draw at Hope this afternoon against Burnley. Uh, we are back in the Bridge House Tavern. Penge, uh, a couple of Guinnesses on the side. Um, and I think we're going to have a rant this afternoon, Luke, because, um, well, that was a bit dull, a bit drab, a bit dire. Anyway, uh, I was asking how you're doing, and I'm not going to ask you today because I think I know the answer. At Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, uh, we have some exciting news for those who do follow us on social media uh, that are coming up at the end of the pod so stay tuned for that but before then Luke your immediate reactions to a one-hole draw at home against Burnley oh, I, I just feel that too many times this season Palace have snatched a draw from the, the draws of victory and it feels a bit like that again today I think the first half an hour 35 minutes Palace were quite good I think we took the lead in what the opening 5-10 minutes or so it was Stuffy's goal great work from Elise but then for about 35 minutes into the game we really sat back and I felt that Burnley grew into the game at the best of the last 10 minutes of the first half and then came out and within well it's probably got to be the set, one of the fastest goals this season from kickoff, isn't it 35-40 seconds before Burnley got their equaliser um, for good work from the uh, the big Dutchman and um, Aaron Lennon who uh, I must admit I didn't know it was a Luke own goal and then yeah we just looked a bit sort of slow and lethargic and passing it about even when you have Mateta on and someone to go long to I, I mean we're getting to the team selection I can't I can't really fathom the sort of why we didn't go for a big man up front given that Burnley's size so yeah I guess pretty frustrated overall from this it feels like uh, another missed opportunity for Palace tonight the thing is with the lineup, it's not just Burnley's Burnley's size which is a, it's a very valid point but actually it's also the fact that in the week we got our first victory of the calendar year yep. scoring four goals with a team that pretty much bossed Watford and, and particularly the last sort of final third of the game absolutely played some lovely stuff but yet we, we dropped Coyote Hughes and Mateta to the bench and I think you know, there, there's people will say the the forward line change was the biggest today. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that, but I do think we should note that our midfield was pretty gutless today. Um, yes, we started well. I think we caught Burnley a bit on the hop. I think they probably weren't expecting us to come out as we did. Um, you know, we should have been expecting a real a battle, I guess. You know, they they they're not set up to play lovely football, Burnley. They they play the long ball, don't they? Yeah, and, and they, they mix it with with uh, with the best of teams with with that physicality, and I think they they were set up how we should have been set up. Their number nine was the best player on the park by some, and for a team who had one shot on target, I think this afternoon for Burnley, that says it all. Yeah, I mean, look, you mentioned the midfield. I think we might have to start discussing Luka Milivojevic again, who I think he had a pretty below standard game, if I'm honest, and. Um, Simon Chambers has got in ch- touch asking about, you know, have we seen the end or are we seeing the end of Luca in a, in a Palace shirt or his Palace career? I mean, look, I, it's difficult because I feel that Will Hughes is, has been potentially more effective in that, that role this season and Czech certainly has. Um, I mean, look, having, having Czech come back from Africa, we don't know about his fitness and that sort of thing, so that might have been a, 
been a factor in his non-selection today but for me our strongest midfielder always has check in the middle there and he's there, there doing the business of driving the ball forward for, for Palace um, I don't really know where Luca fits in anymore and we, we, you touched on their physicality and I just can't get my head around doing the whole sort of Wilfred to half through the middle when you've got is it Twarovski and me at the back you know two absolute lumps uh, just have no physical presence to give us Palace an outball and even when we got Mateta on we didn't really use him it, uh, very very frustrating for me today I think I've, I've got to say to Simon's question I'm, I, I, he clearly isn't a first uh, choice on the team sheet anymore he used to be didn't he it was oh, without it doubt well no well yeah but, but I, I, don't, I don't for me in terms of his stature and status at Palace where previously two years ago he would have been, the, he would have been yeah. one of the first names on the team sheet I, I would I would play the three that played in midfield against Watford in midweek Gallagher, Kyoto, Hughes I'd play all three of them over him um, I, I'd play Schlupp over him even in that defensive role Jimmy Mack definitely so I, I think there's four or five of them in front of him to be you to Simon's question I do think today uh, the fact he came off in the way he did and the, the sub they made showed I think that Vieira recognised that he needed to change things but for me it wasn't enough why, why are we only bringing Coyote on with what was it five Four minutes, minutes to go out, yeah. why are we not bringing Edouard on Ayu on Benteke on it was it was really negative this afternoon and, and, and it was it was a game that we could have played all night and never scored well, we've talked about Vieira's substitutions before and how they, we find them some of them quite perplexing and when you're chasing a game, you know, like you say, look at our bench today. Ayu, Benteke, Mateta, uh, who else we had on there? Edward. You know, if you're chasing the game against Burnley, you've got to throw some attackers on. You've got to, you've got to give it a go. And we just, because of that lack of, I don't know, attacking intent or, or, or just sort of lack of sort of forward thinking, we, we were just so slow in the build-up. There was no urgency. There was no get up and go about Padders today. And I felt that's what you know fans are really frustrated about it if I'm honest there was the lack of the want to win the game it almost feels like we were doing what Burnley did and you know happy for the point well yeah I mean look for, for the home team I think we like we're saying we started as the home team you'd expect to start I think we we, we the first 25-30 minutes I think we, we did we did play particularly well then but then onwards it was pretty dire I'm not quite sure what changed I mean Burnley did get back into the game it's fair to say after that half an hour mark and yes, they came out of the blocks raring to go in the um, in the second half, and that that early goal obviously was they came for a point, right? That was perfect yeah. for, for them. I was I was very wide at the end. They were going to snatch yeah. snatch a win. Actually, there was a ball into the box, wasn't there? And the big man, especially as Ashley Barnes came on as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but the number nine for them. What was he? Was it Weghorst? Weghorst. So I never go with W. Yeah, I mean he, he was he was the best player part by far. What, what, what do you think was the difference between that first half an hour and the remaining hour of the game? What was it that switched, and, and particularly given the, the sort of the half time, whatever team talk we had at half time? Honestly, I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether we obviously made the, uh, the conscious effort to soak up some pressure in the last 10 of the first half, and then we just sort of caught unawares in the, in the first 40 seconds of the second. And then because of the way we were set up, there was no chance I don't think we were ever going to go on and win that game so yeah I think probably a, a, a few questions to be asked to Patrick Vieira there in terms of his team selection substitutions again uh, there by Palace fans and uh, yeah I'll, I'll certainly be watching and listening to his post-match conference with a uh, 
some interest to see what, what he gets asked. I think, I think looking back on the first half, I can accept that Burnley got back into it. And then I would have ex- expected from Palace uh, to come out the second half, come out in the second half, out of the blocks again, like the first half. You also accept that a goal 40 seconds or whatever it was into that start of the second half is going to knock you know, the game plan or whatever it might be. But there's still 45 minutes to go plus injury time. And I think what I was particularly disappointed was that Mateta didn't come on a bit earlier. Yeah. It took a while, didn't it, for him to come on? Did he come on after like, the hour, was it, something like that? Pretty much go up. Right. Um, so it certainly took a while to change anything. And then, to say, with the mat, mat minutes to go to Bingham and Kyoto, and, and, and I'm not saying that was, the, that, that was a bad substitution. I think Schlupp was spent by that point. But where's the Edward? Where's the IU? Where's the Benteke subs? You, you, you could pick, pick from it many, right? Well, well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, if you think that, like you say, we were chasing the game for the last 45 or really 50 minutes, including injury time, think about the Palace chances that we had. Wilf obviously hit the post. That was the main chance that he, he, he created some space for himself and sw- uh, switched it across the goal and hit the, hit the base of the post there. Uh, we had Kleine with a, a poor ball in that Mateta did well to work his base, didn't get to him, keeper came out. I mean, you have to give credit to Nick Pope as well. I think he came and dominated his box. Yeah. And, you know, what Palace's set pieces, I thought, were quite poor today. Obviously, crossing, crossing corners and things like that. And then, uh, what else was there? There was a chance where Elise sort of flashed it across goal as well. But apart from that, for a team that like Palace that should have been chasing and, and wanting to win that game, we're not, we didn't create any chances. We didn't create any opportunities to win that game. Um, and, that, and that's, that's a frustrating point there. So... It, think, just, it just feels like, a, like I said before, a missed opportunity for Panzer. Yeah, oh, it's definitely two points dropped, isn't it? And I think also, I mean, you, you said when we left the ground tonight, well, this afternoon, sorry, uh, that the, given the run of games we've got coming up, yeah. it's an extra sort of blow because it was a really good opportunity. It could have been comfortable, really. If we, if we got three points today, we could have been looking behind and thinking, right, we've got a nice little cushion here. No, 30, 32 points, yeah, 32 points. We've got one, one point behind Brighton in 10th. Uh, the chance to sort of you know, in what is a difficult run of run of games to come, be a little bit more relaxed about about it. I mean, we've got Wolves. There's, there's obviously a Stoke Cup game. Putting that to one side, though, we've got the the Wolves game next Saturday, which you know it's it's, it's, it's certainly not an easy one, um, given where they are and, and their performances and the like. Um, I think we've also got a really difficult then. Well, we've got we've definitely got a difficult game. Then every way to to follow that um, and a run with Man City, Newcastle. Um, in the mix as well and then well our, our running is horrendous but to honest, yeah. I was the, say, the teams look, that we've got is, is, we, look, we really need to get points on board I mean look, looking at April you know you've got Arsenal there Leicester there Everton there Leeds there Southampton there's, some, there's still some winnable games there. I think you're probably referring to the final few games the Man United and, yeah that's, uh, that's what I mean if you need to pick up points in that last running then it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be tough yeah I mean we're playing a lot of game teams actually if you look at it who are battling down the bottom particularly teams who have dropped dropped form and dropped off and also teams will be you know vying for points in the final weeks of the season it looks like Newcastle uh, have pulled away a little bit um, but you know the likes of Norwich and, and Everton and Leeds are down at any points I think I think that those teams that are below us and all around us the ones that we really should have got more points out this season and yeah when you look at like I said when you're looking towards the end of the season there now to pick up points it's going to get a little bit I mean, because it, all it takes is for one or two of those things below us to put together a couple of games, those couple of victories, and all of a sudden Palace have been a little bit itchy. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm, I, I, have, I have worries, and I sort of think that perhaps Palace's cup form has uh, masked um, the issues that we've had in the league this season. If I'm honest, it's, it's, it's another lens. To that. I mean, obviously, look, we're, we're immediately disappointed by the by the game and the dis- and the performance as well. But it's another lens on it: the fact that Burnley have, you know, in the last couple of games, picked up six points. You know, they've beaten Tottenham and, and Brighton, who are clearly, you know above us on the table so you know another lens on it could be that you know actually today was a a bad day for Palace at the office but a point maybe in the balance of things maybe actually you know okay for us given where we're on the table and their recent run of form I guess I'm, I'm putting that to you but actually I'm then reflecting on the fact that for me it was more about the performance today yeah look in the cold light of day I might wake up tomorrow morning after a few Guinnesses tonight and feel a bit better about it probably not but um, yeah I might need a multivitamin as well but Let's see how we go. I, I just think that, yeah, I'm bitterly disappointed of the lack of um, oomph from Palace today. And I, I don't know, I don't have the confidence that it's going to change anytime soon, if I'm honest. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday night, the Stoke game, um, because it's an opportunity to mix the squad up, I guess. You know, um, Jack Butland's probably going to get his longest run in the team he's, he's, he's had for, well, since he's been at, been at the club. Because I imagine he'll be starting at his old club on Tuesday night, and yeah, let's see, let's sort of see what sort of rotation he puts out there. Because you know, we know Vieira likes to put squat, strong squads together in the uh, the cup, but um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of rotation happens there. Just, just, just on that, it's a really interesting point because actually, when when you think about the teams that we played against Millwall, against Hartlepool in the cup, I mean, particularly looking at the the Hartlepool game, yeah. bar sort of. Kelly at the back, you could actually argue, and Eze, okay, because Eze's been starting this year, but that was pretty much a full strength yeah. team, really. Are you expecting the same on uh, on Tuesday? If I'm honest, I hope to see Eduardo Benteke. I mean, Benteke is the forgotten man. I mean, we wrote earlier about the game about what he's done to Vieira, you know, because he, he can't he can't start a game, and, and when he's on the bench, he doesn't seem to even get picked to come on. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets his opportunity because. Yeah, we might be seeing um, him sort of looking elsewhere for football otherwise if he doesn't think he's going to get a chance because when the other strikers in the, in the team aren't exactly firing he's sort of going to be thinking well hang on am I actually doing that bad in training not to get picked um, so let's see well uh, you know Stoke, Stoke come into the, to the game with us in the week having lost today whether that whether that's a good thing or not I, I'm, I'm not quite sure and, and obviously they're not the Stoke City that we're used to of, of age they're sort of pretty mid-table in the championship without a lot of the household names that we are used to but they have, they have threats right they have uh, players uh, experienced players in Jagielka oh, I think he's decent that's a decent striker right yeah yeah, yeah so you know they're not going to come to Sellhurst and uh, I guess roll over and we're going to have to be ready for that and I think the thing for me today I guess the, the disappointment for me today is not, not so much the result it's more the performance yeah. it, was, it was drab it was a bit dire and Bar was sort of a good start to the to the game. It very much petered out the Palace, and, and yeah, disappointing day at the office, as they say. Look, Lou, let, let's lighten the mood a bit. Let's talk about their very exciting news about a T-shirt. It's a six-pointer podcast T-shirt. Pod merch, mate. Pod T-shirts are in stock. Very limited stock, I must say. So thanks to the guys that I've got in touch. I've got your orders in. We do have a few uh, limited sizes left over, so. Um, I know a couple, we did have a couple of inquiries, so get in touch again, let us know what um, size you want. I think we've got medium, large, and XL left. Um, so yeah, uh, very, very nice fitting shirts, I must say, and uh, we'll be seeing a town in uh, 
southwest uh, Denmark, absolutely coated in six by eight cloth t-shirts in a couple of weeks. So look, they're, they're, these are limited edition, as you say. They are limited edition because, well, obviously the run of them is very limited, but also, what's on the back? Because that, that, that's what I think makes them pretty unique. Up, 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 up the palace, yeah, in, in, in Danish, yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to do myself a disservice by trying to pronounce it in a, a Danish but yeah, up the, up the palace, cause, which is one of our mottos, is on the back. We've got at Six Point Podcast as well, so you can do a bit of advertising for us if you want, and then a nice uh, classy little logo on the front. So uh, get yours, get in touch, uh, at Six Point Podcast, Instagram and Twitter, drop us a message. Great stuff, and there will be more merchandise on the way in the works, hats, Caps, key rings, uh, yo-yos, uh, pogs, we've got them all coming. Pants, knickers, maybe bras. Uh, G-strings, I don't know. <laughs> oh, very good, right. Keys for Anders. Keep, keep, an, keep, an, for Anders. <laughs> keep an eye on the uh, Instagram and Twitter at Six Points of Podcast for more details there. And as Luke said, get in touch if you're interested in fancy repping the pod merchandise, repping the t-shirt on road. Right. Keeping it positive. As always, keep safe and... Up the palace. The Six Pointer Podcast.